One goal of every college football team this time of year is to build positive momentum going into the summer months. And it's clear the Buckeyes defense accomplished that goal because over the weekend, they played really good in Ohio State spring game. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes from Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 18th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your First listener, first watch of every single day during this episode. I will discuss why I was somewhat surprised by what we saw from the Buckeyes linebackers over the weekend and why I'm optimistic that the secondary will play really good ball in the fall. But before we get to any of that, I want to come up front and apologize for the delay and getting the Tuesday episode of Locked One Buckeyes out. I left my webcam at my fiance's apartment, so there was a little bit of a delay getting a new one in. But here we are back together. New webcam for those of you watching via the YouTube. And this is going to be a fun show because it was a lot of fun watching the Buckeyes defense over the weekend. Let's think about and put this into context. A lot of the conversation post-spring game was a surrounding Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord's play, Kyle McCord this, is he mobile, is he not? Uh, why is he so stiff? Why is why can't he make a, a completion or a pass or multiple completions passed uh, 10 yards down the field? What is going on with the offense? At the same time, that conversation is twofold. One, yes, you can analyze the offense. You can analyze McCord's play. But at the same time, is Kyle McCord the only reason he is playing this way? I think that's a valid question. Like, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, excuse me, let's come back to college. Uh, those are guys I like in the NBA. Cardo Jones, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, when they were playing quarterback, was it all them or was some of their play caused by the guys on the other side of the field, other side of the ball? And a lot of times it is. And when it comes to McCord, you can say, yes, McCord has a lot to go, and he's not a finished product and all those things. He can still be named QB1. At the same time, we have to give credit to whom credit is due. And this Buckeyes defense made things hard for Kyle McCord on Saturday afternoon. Not only for Kyle McCord, but backup quarterback Tristan Jebbia, the Oregon State transfer. Both of those guys had a harder time than you would think on Saturday, and it's because of the Buckeyes defense. We talk about, and I discussed you on the show, who is going to be the opposite D end of Toy Malowell. I It maybe sad to say it's Jack Sawyer, which I'm cool with. But if it's Kenyatta Jackson Jr. or Caden Curry, I'm cool with that too. Amari Abor got into the action during this game. Interior of the defensive line, there might be a three-headed monster. Ty Hamilton, Tyleek Williams, and Michael Hall Jr. It could be all of those guys in there and playing phenomenal football. I think one thing with Michael Hall Jr. you're going to be looking at is is he more consistent in the upcoming season? Is he somebody that when you see him play, it's not just a, a play here and a series of plays that's, that are downward spiraling plays? Or is it a play here that is a upward trajectory spiral as far as, oh, okay, he made that play here on second and eight. Ooh, third and two, came back here, made that play. Ooh, now that wasn't the same drive, but you get the point. Uh, first and 10, ah, he got that stop. Okay, cool. Uh, second and 12, ooh, he did it again consistency 
one thing we saw for this Buckeyes defense, I want to go over some numbers here quickly, and they're not really eye-popping, but when you have guys, a guy in Gabe Powers and C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles and all three of those players are trying to be big pieces of the pie for the Buckeyes, you see that the leading tackler is Gabe Powers in this game. He had eight tackles. C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles each finished the game with six tackles and two pass breakups. Hicks also added in a tackle for loss. Gabe Powers, C.J. Hicks, those are guys that got some more, more reps than normal due to injury. Still, Chambers was on the sideline in crutches. Tommy Eichenberg was not scheduled to play. He did not play, um, didn't really participate in much of spring practice. Still, Chambers did early on and then some suffered an injury during spring practice. You want to see the linebacker play, but the linebackers can only be so good because they have to be aided and help the front's defensive front, defensive line of the Buckeyes is doing their job. And I, I, you can talk also. Struggles with the offensive line. You can't do that without saying, are they self-induced errors? Are there errors in blocking and um, errors in their footwork and errors in um, um, being a turnstile? Is it them or is it the guys that they're going up against and trying to block? And ultimately, when I look at this, yeah, the O-line is a work in progress. I still think there's going to be a shuffling of the O-line, and the O-line that started over the weekend will not be the O-line that starts week one against the Indiana Hoosiers. At the same time, I still believe the Buckeyes' defense will be better, and it's all because of this D-line of the Buckeyes. I am comfortable making some bolder statements than normal this time of year, but I think this upcoming season, we're going to get back to having a traditional Buckeyes defensive line. Elite level play on the D line from Tui Malowal to Sawyer to Curry to Jackson to Abor to the guys on the interior of the defensive line. I firmly, firmly believe we will be looking at this team week six, seven, eight, and excuse me, game six, seven, eight, and nine. Could be those weeks, but it won't be the same game number that coincides with the week of the season. We will be looking at this unit and saying, Ooh, we see play that's improved. But why is it improved? Because of the guys up front. Also, you want to look at some more numbers on the offense. Kyle McCord went 18 for 34. That wasn't all because of himself and some poor passes that he made. A lot of that was some good things that the defense and secondary were doing. Tristan Jebbia, the backup quarterback, 14 to 24. It's not great. McCord had 184 passing yards. Jebbia had 127. They threw one touchdown apiece. The defense was a the only, well, big reason why the offense struggled to move the ball and to put the ball in the end zone over the weekend. The offense of the Buckeyes, and I'm going to not count the uh, gimme touchdown that they gave Archie Griffin and they gave them points for it because I think that was uh, a little misleading, a little cheating. Maybe if I'm with the defense, I'm like, hey, look, Archie's great. Two-timer, net numbers in the uh, in the uh, in the shoe. Y'all better not count that. Oh, y'all might need to count that because if y'all don't count it, <laughs> this score is going to be a whole lot more lopsided than it is. The Buckeyes gave up a 65-yard touchdown run to Chip Trainum, a 37-yard catch to Carnell Tate for a touchdown. Uh, Chip Trainum's run was a touchdown. And then Tristan Jebby had a Noah Rodgers. That was another touchdown. Those are the only three touchdowns Buckeyes that are going to play in the fall made over the weekend. There was also a Jaden Fielding missed field goal and a Parker Lewis made field goal. So three touchdowns and a field goal, that's all you. That's all that was there? 
What are we looking at? It should have been 40 to 24. And when you look at that right there, thinking about what the final score should have been, 40-24 Buckeyes defense, I think that shows promise, positive signs of growth for the Buckeyes defense going into these summer months. The Buckeyes defense is going to be good in the fall. And I liked what I saw specifically from the defensive line during the spring game in 2023. Now, the spring game in the Buckeye defense was great. But there were some surprising things I saw from the Buckeyes linebackers over the weekend as well. What did I see that surprised me? I'll tell you next right here on Lots of Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen of every single day. For you everydayers, you don't want to miss tomorrow's show as Lauren Cox, the host of Locked on Bears, will be joining us. The Bears have uh, a, a top 10 pick in this year's NFL draft. I believe the number nine pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Paris Johnson Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba will probably be up for grabs. Will Justin Fields be reunited with Jigba in Chicago? Or will he have a new potential all-pro left tackle? And Paris Johnson Jr. blocking his, protecting his blind side? Lauren Cox will help us learn what the Chicago Bears think about those two players. Also, Dewan Jones shows up in the conversation as well. You don't want to miss tomorrow's show with Lauren Cox of Locked on Bears. It'll only be featured right here tomorrow on Locked on Buckeyes. So I am all about finding ways to see if there's depth being built on the Ohio State defense. Really every position not just the defense, but I'm all about trying to figure out, do we have depth at defensive line, D-tackle, D-in? Do we have depth at linebacker? If the Buckeyes need to play a three-linebacker set of traditional 4-3, is there a third linebacker that can fill that spot? Maybe a Mike and then a, uh, a Sam and a Will. Like, Do we have a guy that can fill that? Secondary, nickel corner. Is that a question? Two outside corners. Do we have depth there? Safety, free or strong? What's going on? So I'm all about trying to figure out the depth situation at Ohio State on defense. Because honestly, as much as people talk about the defense being improved and all those things, if you listen to the show, I will not shy away from telling you, I got questions about every single position. Every position at Ohio State. I know who the starters are going to be at linebacker. Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers. What about the others? When I think about the others, Gabe Powers, Reed Carrico, CJ Hicks, Cody Simon, I am way more comfortable 
my comfort level with the other linebackers at Ohio State is way better than it was even at the beginning of spring practice. Because at the beginning of spring practice, and even a couple months prior to that, we understood Tommy Eichenberg wouldn't be out there during spring practice, so that's time for the others to get more reps. Steel Chambers, and some say Steel Chambers at times, look like the best defensive player during spring practice and some of the early scrimmages during this time of year. Okay, great. So we got Eichenberg, who some say is a potential All-American. I think Steel Chambers, if he keeps progressing, he could be the better pro linebacker over Tommy Eichenberg. More athletic, more rangy, more of what you want in a linebacker at the next level. That's that, that as well. But what about guys like Gabe Powers, Reed Carrico, C.J. Hicks, Cody Simon, Cody Simon, I have not been all in on. C.J. Hicks, I had not all been all in on either. Gabe Powers and Reed Carrico, I needed to see with my own two eyes what we were, what we might see in the fall. Wee, y'all better get just y'all better buckle up, put that seatbelt in tight, because there may be times during the season Eichenberg might go down, or Chambers might go down, or you might need to run three linebackers. You're gonna be fine. You're going to be a-okay. You and your emotions and your blood pressure possibly going up, you will be a-okay. Because for the first time in a long time, I'm comfortable with the linebackers at Ohio State. I'm absolutely comfortable, not just the starters, but also the guys in the back of the line. I am comfortable with the top four or five. Let's think. I just mentioned four. I'm comfortable with the top six. Now, I still think there is a scenario. I didn't know when it was going to come up, come up in the show, but here we go. There is a scenario that if C.J. Hicks keeps playing like he is and progressing like he is, Cody Simon is going to be challenged and saying, look, if Simon and Hicks are the same player, they're, they're, the, they're just as good, weeks and their strength – Strengths and weaknesses are pretty much the same. They're even across the board. You put them on the field, you're getting the same production. What do you put? Who do you put out there? The younger player. Now, when I was in high school, I heard this from my then coach, Scott Fisher, um, coached us my senior year. And I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? And I was one that pushed back. First off, myself and I have my own interesting weird situation with coach Fisher my freshman and sophomore year throwing track uh throwing chopping and discus and so um at times um my immaturity well, in my, the way that I viewed him was was out there there were some valid statements made by by coach Fisher um my senior year of football when he came in he saw the sophomore class had promise so he played a, a lot more softboards than maybe you thought he would. Some at safety, some at linebacker, some on the D-line, some of the O-line. I mean, he tried to put the younger guys out there because he saw, if we get these guys experience now, in a couple years, we'll be really, really good. And I, and I, I pushed back. About 15, 16, 17 years old, the first time I meet Coach Fisher, immaturity came out. And then I saw, oh, okay, okay. I, I understand now. I get what he's saying. One, I think Cody's, excuse me, CJ Hicks' ceiling is higher than Cody Simon. So don't get me wrong there. Cody Simon looks like an Ohio State linebacker, a big kid linebacker. He walks in, looks like one. But something tells me that CJ Hicks is going to be better in pass coverage. He's going to be better sideline to sideline. He's going to be better in the box. He's probably going to be more of an outside, but can play inside. And I think I mentioned this on yesterday's show with my guy, Mo Murphy, but I'll say it again today. If you missed yesterday's show, also, if you missed yesterday's show, go check that out. We 
Mo and I have a good time together, and we had a fun time breaking down the Ohio State spring game from an offensive point of view during yesterday's show. But also, C.J. Hicks reminds me of those linebackers that Urban Meyer used to bring in. We all remember how Urban Meyer had elite linebacker play at in Florida, at Ohio State. Now, I don't really remember the Utah days or the Bowling Green days like – I was alive, but I was not really watching and clo- watching closely the football. I remember watching him coach when he was at Fort at Utah. Uh, excuse me, but I it's just I just didn't get it. But one thing I do know is this: Urban was known for having elite linebacker play, and he kind of raised the level of a linebacker play um, based off what Jim Trestle did. Now he didn't have a James Lord Knight as a three-time All-American um, or any of those guys there, but uh, for Bobby Carpenter to. Uh, to Slagle, um, to Marcus Freeman, um, AJ. I mean, Trestle has some dogs. Urban did as well. And my own eyeballs tell me, and I get it, second year at Ohio State, cool. Let him play. Let C.J. Hicks play. He needs to get on the football, not field. Now, if you say, well, if he plays, you're there's a big risk. But it's a big risk if you, whoever you start week one at quarterback because it's a first-time starter. They don't know what's going on. Well, outside of common accord, it's the first time they've been named QB1 going into the season. That holds a lot of weight if you get that title at Ohio State. So I understand pumping the brakes a little bit and saying, ah, let's pause it. I'll push back on that bad boy every single time. Push back and say, it's a big risk. It was a big risk for Ohio State to hire Ryan Day as a head coach, having no previous head coaching experience. It was a big risk to bring in Urban Meyer um, because you didn't know how long. Yeah, granted, Urban Meyer's a great coach, but would he shortly have to say, oh, health reasons were why I need to step down and would he only be there for two or three years? I don't know. Even in that time period, you've got a national championship, but it's a big risk. It's a big risk bringing in a lot of people. Coaching. Football, sports, you take risk and understand, it could backfire. But if it doesn't backfire, it could be a huge thing for the player and the team that that player plays on. In regards to C.J. Hicks, I think Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are the starting linebackers, but I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked at all if at some point during the season – C.J. Hicks begins to get more playing time than Cody Simon and the other backup linebackers at Ohio State because I think his ceiling is higher than the other linebackers on the team. From the D-line to the LBs, I like what I saw. To the secondary, the back end of the, of the defense, I'm a little optimistic about what we'll get from this unit in the upcoming season. Well, I'm optimistic. We'll discuss that next right here on Lockdown Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love, Check out Billiards Plus and get there early this year. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhausen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and LaGriddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out. 
at billiards-plus.com. Billiards Plus, family owned and operated for generations. The defense at Ohio State showed some improvement. Maybe not the improvement that you may have wanted to see a year ago, but showed some improvement and some significant improvement under D coordinator Jim Knowles. Year one was fun. Year two should be more exciting. Now, Jim Knowles this year has also decided, especially this time of year, to eliminate the jack position and to run more of a traditional 4-2-5 defense. And actually, I think that's a great move and a big move for the defense for them to be the best unit they can be. At the same time, for them to be the best unit they can be, there needs to be some improvement from the back half of the defense, the back end of it. Safeties, cover safety, strong safety, free safety, the two corner spots on the either side of the defense. There needs to be improvement. Do you remember going into last season, even this time last year, we talk about the cornerback position and really look at it, looking at it and saying, you got Denzel Burke and Cam Brown. Who's the backup? Safety positions. We had no idea who was going to start. And we realized Ronnie Hickman good. Um, uh, Latham Ransom took over for Joshua Proctor during the season. Um, we saw some things there where it's like, okay, cool. But even then, you didn't get the play that you're expecting from the Buckeyes secondary. I think this year is going to be a whole lot different. Now, as we go position by position, and we start now discussing breaking down positions and who might start and why they're better, you're going to find there might be one or two backups that you might say, ooh, okay, okay, I get it. Hey, outside corner, starting in this game, Denzel Burke and uh, Jordan Hancock. I have been on record saying I still think Davidson Igbenosin is going to be the starting corner opposite of Denzel Burke. I can get that prediction wrong because I would not be shocked right now if it will be Jordan Hancock. He has improved a lot. He looks physically ready to play the position, and it looks healthy. You know, sometimes guys battle injuries in it, and it just alters the play a little bit. But Davidson Igbenosin, if one of those guys goes down, woo-wee, it's going to be a good time to play. It's going to be good, a good time for the defense, man, because we marvel, and we talk about, hey, man, it was hard for guys to get open, and McCord wasn't hitting, hitting anybody, and outside of – um, Marvin Harrison Jr., where they really showed they still had the chemistry that, that they created in high school, being high school teammates. McCoy didn't really hit many guys multiple times. But why was that? This defense, man. Secondary made it hard. Now, I heard someone breaking this down, and it was true. The defense knows the players of the offense. And so as much as you want to gripe about Kyle McCord and his play, He's been going up against this defense that I still believe will be one of the better defenses, if not the best defense in the Big Ten. I won't say the best as a prediction right now. I think it'll be one of the best defenses in the Big Ten Conference. And I do believe Cal McCord will be looked at as a better player, better quarterback, way two, game two, three, four, five, than he is right now. But this defense is going to be fine, man. Secondary, now, I, I, we have been thirsty, uh, longing for the elite cornerback play that we're used to at Ohio State from most recently Sean Wade at nickel corner and then you had Dermot Damon Arnett and Jeff Okuda on the opposite sides back in 2019. We have been thirsty for that. I don't know what we're going to get for that nickel corner spot. It could be Cam Martinez. It could be Jahad Carter that we still got to wait and see how Carter recovers and heals from his injury that he suffered during spring practice. But the outside guys, 
It don't matter if it's Igbenosin, Hancock, or Burke. We will be just fine. I, I'm more comfortable with the nickel corner spot, too, or cover safety. I always throw both terms out there because some people know nickel corner as that person that guards the slot receiver. Some know the cover safety name as the person that guards the slot receiver. So whichever terminology you use, that's the position we're talking about right now. From Cam Martinez to Jahad Carter, it don't matter who it is. I think we're going to be fine. Jahad Carter came here knowing this defense fits him, fits who he is as a player. And I do think his experience playing in, in the ACE, almost said SEC, in the ACC for the Orangemen, I think that'll be utilized in a big way for the Buckeyes coming up really soon. The safety spots, I think it's pretty clear that Ransom and Proctor are the guys. But where does Sonny Styles fit in? I am not ready to say Styles is a guy that needs to play, but he's going to push both of them. He's going to push both of these guys to prove they deserve, excuse me, that they have earned the spots of being starting safeties for Ohio State in 2023. Fun being back on the show. Apologize for the delay in getting this show out. Sometimes there are some technical difficulties. For the first time in a relationship with my fiance, I forgot my webcam at her apartment. So glad we have a thing called Amazon to get something back here quickly so we can keep this good thing rolling. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. You can send all of your emails to jsteven317 at gmail.com. For you every day, you don't want to miss tomorrow's show. My guy, Lauren Cox, the host of Lockdown Bears, will be with us. We'll be hearing what the Bears think about. Parrish Johnson Jr., Jackson Smith and Jigba, Dewan Jones as well. Three Buckeyes, really good players. Can't wait to hear what Lauren Cox has to say about them during tomorrow's episode of Locked on Buckeyes. For Jay Stevens, this is Locked on Buckeyes on a Tuesday. I hope you have a great day.